Live and learn. Yulia and Ina with you here. Today we continue the conversation and invite you to join the discussion at facebook.com forward slash live and learn podcast. Hi, hello. Live and learn is on air today. So what is in the air this week? Love is in there. Dun, 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 dun. Um, I don't know what's in there. Summer is in there. Basically, the vacation time is in there. Oh, it doesn't seem like vacation time. You know, I've got 36, 37 planned uh, meetings scheduled uh, on Calendly. Oh my gosh. Till the, yeah, till the end of uh, July, actually. And then there are others that are not scheduled through Calendly, but uh, there are some that will be scheduled. There are some that are scheduled as a recurring meeting, and so they're not scheduled anymore on Calendly. And it's something I've got on my calendar. And when I saw a couple of days ago, when I saw 36 and then 37 of them scheduled, that you can see on your dashboard and calendar. It was like, really, guys, don't you know it's summer? And these are lessons planned till the end of July. There are people who still want to learn in summer. For me, uh, you know, the end of June is always has been. No, it's not has been. It used to be. Used to be the vacation time because when we work together or not only together in the universities, you always have this final exams, then the convocation, uh, inauguration, uh, and then the students, diploma works, bachelor degrees, master degrees, all this beautiful uh, vivas, uh, and then you sign up all these diplomas, and then you say, let's call it a year. Now I have my vacation time. And um, for me, this vacation time uh, back in Ukraine, it was 56 days of vacation, which you have to, to take unless you're working for the application, student's application for the next year. Uh, and for me, they were always about having a week or so or maybe 10 days of total reboot. And then I would jump into learning something new, new language, new skill. One year I started learning everything about wine, another year I started learning everything about tea, another year I started learning Italian, another year I went to practice French, uh, another year, <laughs> five years ago, I had my PhD, so I had to reboot the whole, the whole summer after, and then the relocation to Kiev. And like, for me, each summer is, such a complete change of the mindset. What's the summer for you? Well, the summer for me has always been, since I was a child, has always been vacation time because uh, my mom is a teacher and uh, one of my grandmas was a teacher. So it's like you always know that summer is vacation time. And uh, all the family is trying to do something uh, special to relax and to let you have some rest from school and studies in summer. Then I remember I always wanted to read extra in summer. And uh, 
these were special moments of choosing which box to take with you when you go on holiday, when you go somewhere else, or knowing beforehand uh, if there is a library there, if it's uh, good, if it's well-equipped, uh, whether you can uh, uh, take a book and read there, not to carry heavy things with you. Later on, when I started uh, working, well, I also became a teacher, and so not much changed. It was still that summer vacation, as uh, you said, 56 days or 48 working days, it depends, in summer that uh, you can use, the period of time that you can use actually to relax, to recharge uh, your energy and be ready uh, for the new school year or academic year to start. Then there was a period of time when I uh, went to Italy every summer. And even with the currency exchange that uh, used to be quite good and comfortable for me, I used to take two months out of work. Like I didn't work at all. July and August were my free months. It was so long ago. And uh, still I remember a couple of years when I just relaxed in summer. Well, relaxed. I learned Italian. I had an intensive course, but I did not teach. That's what I mean. Luckily, I have uh, the work that I like, so I can continue. The work that you like is always uh, a beautiful word to describe a vocation. And uh, it's exactly such a funny uh, word play here. A, uh, you don't need to take a vacation out of a vocation. <laughs> That's so much true. And I like the word actually because uh, to me it's special because it comes from uh, Latin and then later Italian voce, uh, which is voice. So that's the voice calling and in English it's a calling. And if you do something that is your calling, you're doing the right thing and you don't need a vacation <laughs> no we do need a vacation we need some sea we need some pizza pasta gelato some some friends and just take everything out of mind but then there is no this heavy shoulders like finally yeah so we can be still waiting for it but still it is such an interesting thing that after a couple of days i don't know depending on how heavy the end of the year was. It's still like a week, 10 days, and then, and then I get a little bit bored of not doing something. So that's why I'm you know, learning everything I can. However, some of the students say that they find it very difficult to learn uh, during the summer. Is it uh, connected, you believe, with the fact that people are used to take a vacation in summer and not to study? Like you finish your academic year in uh, May or June, and then you get back in September. It's the famous back to school. You know, this is the people who are deeply connected with the education process, but not necessarily all the others, others do. So, for example, the bank workers, but that doesn't matter. They all had 10 years, 11 years, 12 years at school, four to six years at university. And then you become an adult and you <laughs> crave for those moments. 
of idleness and doing nothing and learning and running in the suburbs. And still you've got this habit, that's what I want to say. You develop a habit of not studying in summer in all those years of school and university. I don't. Well, I wouldn't say that. I don't know. I, I, I just had a talk last week with one of my uh, students, clients, you call it. Um, that's a uh, seasoned professional on the sea level. And uh, she mentioned that it is so difficult for her to take extra hours after the work. You know, I, I can understand that. <laughs> I would probably as well want to take the moment and relax but if you work full-time and then you have your own motivation to study extra so that that's a priority question now yes summer is in the air and uh, anyway, it doesn't really feel like uh, holiday, like uh, vacation, because uh, there is still plenty of work. And uh, yet, I've decided that I need to take a break. And I even decided when I'm going to take it. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be the uh, last week of August and the first week of September which I somehow thought is for me the best time to take a break. The end of August, like people are still on vacation and probably not so eager to learn. And the first week of September, when there is this famous feeling of being back to school, coming back to school, preparations, buying new pencils, new stuff for school, and so I think maybe it's the best time for me to take this break and then to start a new academic year, fresh and uh, relaxed. What do you think? It's interesting that here in Germany, the new year starts the 15th of October, I believe. And different for different regions. Exactly. And therefore, um, the universities keep on telling that up to the 14th of October, we may have as much holiday or as many days of the holiday. But and then they expect um, the teachers to be online. <laughs> so I was asked, like, uh, we are we want to start one week before the uh, semester. So if you are planning the vacation time, will you be able to be online maybe? So it's, it's, it's nice that they are thinking about it already. And one more thing is the 1st of September here is not at all the very same thing as back in Ukraine, because this is the time where all the school starts, start uh, in one day. All the teachers, all the students, all the parents know that this is uh, a break-even point, you know. <laughs> Before it was summer, since now it is the school time. Actually, I wanted to ask you if it is the same thing for homeschooling. Do you have a specific time when the school starts? Do you know? In my experience, when my son uh, was um, homeschooled, we just... Uh had the same uh, semester's terms as uh, an offline school had. 
because anyway, the curriculum is uh, organized by an offline school. It is, I believe, the same for online schools that uh, help or assist uh, homeschoolers. There is a cu curriculum that is based on the amount of weeks in uh, a traditional academic year or school year. Mm. That's my experience. People are actually taking breaks uh, during the summertime, and during the summer, it's much more difficult to study um, because you need much more motivation to go after the work to the um, business English class rather than to have a mojito and go to the uh, beach, even if you are in the city. Exactly so. You lack this motivation that you normally had in uh, colder seasons, first of all. And it's so hard to organize uh, your learning process when it's hot outside. I remember living in uh, the south of Italy and both learning and trying to work in summer, especially in August with the temperatures uh, going up uh, to 40 degrees Celsius. And like, it's so hard, even if you like learning, even if you like teaching, it's so hard to pull yourself together and do the job. And it refers to one of the episodes we had already on planning procrastination. And I already expect all the students saying, oh, I'm procrastinating so much in English. I cannot book the proper time slot because I am lazy or I don't have time or I just don't want to. My answer to them is normally enjoy your time. Please do if you need some kind of rest, if you need to go to the beach, if you need to go to play beach volleyball, I don't know, to have your time with your friends and, I don't know, a glass of rosé or a lemonade or cold brew tea, who knows. Just use this opportunity, grasp your summer, <laughs> seize the day. Carpe diem. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but they keep on asking, so what should I do if I go to the seaside and I don't want to lose my pace in learning English or communication or whatever? What are your um, recommendations to your students when they go to the summer vacation? It's not by chance, maybe, that we think alike. We're great minds. And I also say to my students to enjoy are you going on holiday? Enjoy the time. Then if you also enjoy learning, you will, sure, do that during your holiday time. And then if this is something that you really like doing, if uh, you don't say to yourself, oh, I have to revise something. Oh, I have to learn something. No, that doesn't work. Even less on vacation. But if it's the thing you really enjoy doing, You'll enjoy your holiday, you'll grasp every day and moment of your leisure time, and you'll enjoy learning as well. So then when it comes to more tips, I advise to find the best way and uh, the most enjoyable way to practice something. Let's take listening, for instance. Most people say they... Uh, are ready to listen to something without much uh, 
hard work while learning. So they're ready to listen to some songs, to, I don't know, to listen to audiobooks if they're prepared. I also recommend listening to podcasts in the language they're learning. It's a great format. It's usually not too long. It's not an audiobook that you need to follow from the beginning to end, which may be hard, but it requires more time. Start with a podcast, which is a shorter option. Start with uh, a song, which is an even shorter option. And uh, choose something that uh, you can listen to when you're driving, when you're lying on the beach, when uh, you're on a run. Whatever activity you're enjoying on holiday can be accompanied by listening to something in the language you're learning. What's your tip to listening? I have a couple of the approaches how I teach my students to do the listening. And I normally say that if you are doing some kind of a book exercise where you have pre-listening tasks, while listening tasks, and after listening tasks, which is a normal methodic, a methodological approach. And then I recommend like when you've done all the necessary exercises, whatever, dig down to the uh, audio, D listen it again a couple of times and try to think how many phrases do you feel comfortable with listening and how many phrases would you be comfortable with speaking out, like pronouncing them, uh, putting them together into the sentence. This is what I really expect my students to, do, uh, to be doing at home so that they can practice the phrases of the listening at home and practice them speaking, um, speaking up uh, during the course. However, this is not exactly the case for the, you know, having a relaxing time and listen to a podcast. Uh, here, I would probably recommend to have the very same approach as to the reading. When you read a uh, page of the text, whatever book you chose, it should be no more than 15% of the text that you find uh, a bit, not difficult, a bit challenging. So I always recommend to read a level lower than you are if it is a leveled books, like which are um, written according to the level, level, or if this is unabridged books, uh, just like the original ones, just go to the market, you know, when you can buy a book for one euro for like, in, I don't know, a bookstore, open each of the book and read half a page. If you can read half a page without uh, problem or you know like struggling or because that uh, just try to see if the language you uh, there you enjoy and then go and see if the topic is something that you like so uh, one of the biggest uh, and the most compelling things I've read uh, on the beach or uh, I know somewhere out there were the easiest books on meditation, mindfulness, uh, some yoga, some kind of, you know, wisdom thoughts, something that 
you don't really need to follow page by page. You can open up and close it anytime you want. Like that, that's my attitude. I don't need a plot when I go outside to, you know, have a book with me uh, lying next to the river or next to the sea or something. I don't need it. Maybe at home in the winter time, I would enjoy it. But there, I do enjoy like very short art chapters, uh, some kind of the thoughts that could help me appreciate life, appreciate happiness, appreciate relationships, so on, because it helps to enjoy the moment. Because it helps to say, oh my gosh, the sun is beautiful, the sky is bright, uh, the sea is amazing, I have such a fantastic feeling, the book is awesome, I'm reading it in English, I'm enjoying every phrase of it, every interesting piece of the language. What a beautiful life. So I just think that that should be the primary focus. If you can enjoy the book, that means you are doing good to your second language or third language, whatever. If you are struggling through it, that means that you are not enjoying it as much as you could have with the dictionary, with vocabulary, or with the kind of the um, summarizing or something. So in my understanding, it's always nice to read a paragraph or two and then put a bookmark there and go dive into the sea or into the river and go for a beach volleyball, get another mojito or something while thinking about something really pleasant. That's my recommendation. Even without knowing, uh, I followed your recommendation, but it was not about reading a book. It was about learning conjunctive mood in Italian on the beach. So I just went through the conjugations and had a swim. Meanwhile, thinking over those endings, forms, etc., I came uh, back to look up and see whether I got them right. I revised and had another swim. It worked perfectly. The conjunctive mood in Italian is one of my most favorite things ever in the Italian grammar. Call me a nerd, but it was fun. Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really, because this is something that, yeah, you can have, what I'm saying is that you can enjoy anything. It can be grammar. It can be a book on meditation. It can be anything you enjoy doing about learning the language. And then this experience that uh, is enjoyable is most useful. And this is something that uh, remains after your holiday is over. And then you look back and you can say to yourself, wow, I've enjoyed my summer. I've really enjoyed my holiday. And I've got something that I brought back with me. New experience, emotionally charged, and uh, something that uh, you can keep forever, or at least for long. You know what it made me think of, of the reading list in school. Do you remember that long, long reading list with the um, topics which are 
sometimes about the wars, sometimes about the famine, sometimes about the historical changes, sometimes about, I don't know, medieval uh, situations. I hardly ever read anything from those lists. Even if I read a lot in summer, exactly, it was always something else. Exactly, that's my point. When you are enjoying your time under a tree in a hammock, I don't know, somewhere, you've been waiting for this moment, half of the, like the whole winter, half of the spring and half of the autumn before. So you had this long, almost like depression time when it is very early dark outside and you really want to enjoy the time, but you don't have the sun. So why am I supposed to read about some, uh, I don't know, heroes of the 15th century? I want to read something that can excite, excite my brain, right? So um, I as well, uh, we were having actually yeah, a discussion in our book club, which we had over the lockdown, I don't know, maybe 12 weekly session. And we were discussing what kind of the literature do you prefer? And uh, I uh, found myself a fan of a um, postmodern uh, literature because uh, this defragmentation that uh, it praises allows you to read from any page up to any page uh, without any kind of... Uh, structure or plot or following who said what because there is the beautiful place of the words of the syntax of the text and you can enjoy any paragraph after any paragraph so basically it doesn't really matter if you forget your bookmark which you forget which page you are at and for me that's always been a uh, one of the best uh, summer readings because I don't want to keep that in my mind. <laughs> so the same thing with the podcast. If you actually uh, found, I don't know, five, ten podcasters that you really like, you, you like their energy, emotions, um, connected emotionally maybe, and um, you like the topics, you don't really care if this is episode five, seven, or fifteen. You, you can start anywhere. Exactly. So, uh, therefore, you can uh, try to listen to the episodes you like instead of their numerical uh, I don't know, number. Yeah, instead of going in order, instead of following the uh, logic that someone, an author, uh, thought of, you're free to choose. You're, you are the author of your own reading or listening. That's why I always loved uh, summer poems, you know, because you can, you can read 15 lines or 50 lines and then go for a swim and think about uh, some, some kind, of, kind of the images of the characters, of the feelings, of the emotions, rather than having the uh, facts, opinions, and so on. Yeah, there is a thing that um, keeps us very often away from or takes us away from uh, doing this and from following this uh, smart advice <laughs> we're giving here i'm trying to apply it to myself and uh, what i ask myself is uh, why are we often into usefulness instead of uh, just enjoying 
yeah, you choose a book, I choose a book, and I ask myself, is it useful? Is it something I can get some use from? Instead of asking, am I going to enjoy it? Does it sparkle bright emotions in me? Does it sparkle actually joy, happiness, all the positive kinds of things, and not only usefulness, and not usefulness at all? That's a good question because um, we're always thinking about how to spend your time productively and how to get more. So this is, I guess, a kind of a FOMO, fear of missing out. And when you come back to school and everybody says, oh, I read 12 books or here is my list of which, uh, my summer list and this is how many books I checked. So then there is always this um, shame we were talking about, uh, study shame. Uh, or like, oh, I didn't read that many books. But then we do not somehow say that, but I enjoyed the summer, but I enjoyed the, the, the sea, but I enjoyed talking to my friends, uh, I don't know, seeing the sunsets, the sunrises, enjoying the larks singing in the forest, or I don't know, going to swim nude in the night. I don't know. What are you going to remember? The book that you read during the... Uh, one of the summers or those emotions maybe both but maybe like the idea is we really want to grasp as much as we can so we want to read useful book in, in a foreign language that we can try and write something in our social media about uh, to uh, show off that I read this 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 and this yeah but it's always nice just to enjoy it quietly, nicely, without shouting out, I guess. Yeah, true. Then if uh, you mentioned uh, the uh, social media, for example, yeah, so this uh, is also a kind of reading. Like, you scroll the feed and you think you're missing out on something more useful and important, and you shame yourself, etc and no not you i mean you impersonal sorry <laughs> one uh, scrolls the feed and uh, thinks they're missing out on something important on something useful on something that uh, they are supposed to be doing and they're scrolling the feed instead but one tip that uh, i also uh, give my students is uh, change the options of your feed subscribe to people who write things you would be willing to read when you scroll the feed unsubscribe from those who do not spark do not uh, yeah sparkle your joy let's say this uh, follow people who write in the language you're learning could be another tip so then you're just enjoying your time you're on holiday it's your habit to scroll the feed, okay, but meanwhile, you read something in the language you're learning, you practice your reading skills, then someone recommends a song, a video, a book, a podcast, uh, whatever, shares a playlist. So you can start there and uh, add these things to your holiday routines or to your holiday activities and just enjoy, be 
in this uh, flow of having great time, follow somebody else's advice on what to do, what to read, what to listen to, and be in uh, the process, in the flow of doing enjoyable things. Then you can get back to people who recommended something to you. If you did this, if you followed their advice, you can write back to them, thank them for their tips. You can practice your writing again in the language you're learning. Why not? And it's nothing like writing an essay, structuring it, etc. Just write a short, a short note. Just write a short message. Just comment on somebody else's advice or post. And look, then you've read something in the language you're learning. You've listened to something in the language you're learning. And actually, you're practicing all the necessary skills while learning it without having the burden of, oh, I need to have to learn something today as well. Uh, you know what? Uh, that's a very good thing that I normally recommend as well to write fantastic notes or commentaries. Just try to think, not to write, oh, what a good thought or well done. Try to write like three sentences more and try to pick up the phrases that you read or just from the article that you've read, try to um, paraphrase something or use a little summary and then adding up your opinion. That would be like what, two paragraphs? Okay, that's not a Twitter thing, but I don't know, in Facebook and Telegram, you can, you can always do this. But try to um, show off a bit. In those three sentences, you can use three idioms, two phrasal verbs, one uh, linking word, and already be the, uh, I don't know, the hottest thing in, on, on the beach, you know, just like, and then close your, uh, I don't know, uh, social media <laughs> go swimming with, with the, this feeling, oh my God, I did it. Yeah. I think that's that's something really really good. Uh, I can actually build on on this. I have different media for different um, content. So I normally use LinkedIn for professional contacts and professional development groups. I have so many groups there that I read the feed. And in my understanding, my LinkedIn feed is much more interesting professionally, from content-wise, you know, uh, than Facebook. Facebook is much more media and opinions because I follow a lot of the uh, people in politics and um, psychology and education, but they're much more on a personal level of uh, who I look up to or who I would love to follow the updates and news. Uh, all of the reading stuff I have on Telegram. And this is a very nice thing because I normally open it up only when I want to switch everything else off. So basically, one of before the lockdown, the most frequent time when I opened the Telegram was the uh, airplane, airport, or bus. So basically, when I want to read something and I have the time. To 
to enjoy reading, to enjoy what's new, because I'm only subscribed there for, yeah, for interesting stuff that I don't need to read daily. And I, and I not shame myself that there are 38 posts unread. It's okay. That means that I'm prepared for anywhere I go. I, I have at least 48 uh, posts unread to enjoy uh, catching up with. So that is something that I don't normally add to the Telegram channel, the people who I need to uh, be updated about. Yeah, and then you guarantee yourself the pleasure of reading. Again, the pleasure, the enjoyment. All, all the joy of, of the reading, wherever you are, even when your um, when your Wi-Fi is out or mobile data is out, and that's amazing about the Telegram because they are normally um, not the short messages, uh, and they are built up in the channels, so I can stay as much focused into this specific channel as I want even without the uh, data connection. That sounds cool. I've never thought about that, but really being prepared, having uh, something in stock that you can later use when uh, you're traveling, when you don't have a good connection or any connection at all, that I might have uh, on the way from Dessau to Berlin because it's a two-hour ride with no connection mostly. Uh, two hours to the airport, one hour and a half to the uh, city center, two hours to the airport, almost no connection for an hour and a half. And so it's a perfect time to read something that uh, you have in stock and uh, yeah, just enjoy, enjoy the read. As well, do you, to have something in stock, what we can think of? Uh, we normally have uh, our subscriptions, right? And I have maybe 10 PDF books uh, on my Google Drive that I can click uh, being available online, offline. And uh, when I'm going to the um, holiday or something and they know that I maybe just got bored with having nothing to read and I always have it in my reading list. Uh, but sometimes uh, reading is not the easiest thing, for example, when it's getting darker or in the airplane when they switch off the lights. I hate reading without enough light. And uh, I most probably would go to the audio thing. And I know uh, that um, there are a lot of interesting audio summaries of the books like Blinkist is doing. So they are having like, I don't know, 10 minutes of the overview of the whole book. And uh, I know that a lot of people are using this just to get to know what's on, what's the buzz, uh, and still to uh, take the understanding if I want to read this book or not. A very interesting thing about business books and this Blinkist thing that uh, a lot of people are saying, how many business books have you read over this year? But the question is that most business books, they actually contain uh, a lot of extra material that could be very easily condensed into, I don't know, five pages. In, in my understanding, 
you actually write five pages of the summary, then you show it to the publisher, and then the publisher says, okay, but I cannot sell five pages, make 300. 300. I need 300 pages, exactly. And uh, this is the impression that I usually have when I listen to business books or marketing books or but when I listen to something of the kind and I've got the impression of uh, having heard this already and then I start paying extra attention, it turns out, yes, I've heard this already because actually it's all about the same and different covers and different colors and different nuance, but it's all the same. And there are actually five to 10 key points that can be easily summarized. So... Therefore, I think it's a nice, nice idea to um, change reading 100 business books per year, a challenge or something, or 30 books, whatever you choose, into um, getting acquainted with 100 books and then read those five that you found the most interesting down uh, with the pencil, with... Uh, I don't know, summarizing with discussion, go to a discussion club for this book or create one, create a group or I've read this book, who wants to discuss and so on. I think uh, for business people, that would be a much better advice to know what's on the market, what the ideas are and uh, what the implications might be and to be able to, to talk about it. And so, so what's your impression on that book? Have you read it? Oh, I got it through and I understood that, 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 that idea. That was enough for me to think about it. And that's how we can practice or how people can practice speaking skills on holiday. Having read or having uh, been acquainted with uh, a list to read, to be read, uh, must read uh, something. Go and share communicate with people, talk to people. If uh, you have rest somewhere where you can uh, meet people who share your interests in another language, you can also organize a discussion and practice your speaking skills, discussing things that are of your interest for work because you can never completely take these things uh, out of uh, sight, out of mind. Now, if... Uh, you are involved into your working things anyway you want to relax but then as we usually say what you take with you is you and so you're taking yourself on holiday with all your interests with all your engagement with all your passion to your work that you will then get back to but in a more relaxed way you can discuss this stuff with other people who are interested in uh, similar things and practice your speaking. Yeah, totally agree. And when we're talking about, um, you know, summer readings or summer listenings, I uh, think that it's really nice to do some digital detox. Uh, for me, it works one of the best ways to uh, switch to, to switch between the um, tiredness and being uh, resourceful. So I can say that I do enjoy the, uh, I don't know, the noises of the nature, the uh, birds flying and so on. Uh, 
but as well i think it's a nice picture of a um, person i don't know lying on the uh, beach and on the under the tree or something and not only scrolling something out but also just you know having the um headset or just you know those little uh, earbuds and just put your mobile phone into the bag because it is black it attracts a lot of sun it gets heated it gets uh too much too warm you know the sand again it can go to your precious camera you don't need this if you have the wireless uh, airbot whatever uh you can put your precious phone for 45 minutes for one hour into your bag and listen to the podcast while putting the better side of your um, beautiful body under the sunbeams, you know, turning around, <laughs> just like, you know, skewers. Funny you mentioned 45 minutes because it's exactly the length of our podcast episodes. Which I find the most interesting thing because it's not one hour long and it's not too short not to go deep into the topic and to be you know over um you know actually yesterday i had a very interesting commentary about our podcast the one is says oh i i've read the titles of your podcast and it's not going to be the light listening so why why do you think so because it doesn't seem like five best ways to do that nine best teens to do this ten tops something so it's not flashy it's not marketing style so i already expect to have a specific time when i can enjoy it so that's something that i want our podcast to have an impression or feeling you know waiting for the next podcast to enjoy marvelous actually the reason why i create uh, these playlists of podcasts that I listen to, podcasts that uh, reflect my sphere of interest, and I do that weekly. I put podcasts on the playlist, also waiting for the good time to listen. I go jogging, as you might know. I repeat it on every, each and every episode. I go on uh, almost daily walks. And sometimes I like just to listen to the birds sing. Other times I think this is the time when I'm ready to listen to that playlist I've chosen. I've selected exactly to enjoy this uh, while I'm walking. And uh, this is something you can treat yourself with. Playlists of music, playlists of podcasts, uh, Audiobooks in stock. Let your eyes relax in summer. Treat your ears with something beautiful and useful and enjoyable. If you wish. Live and learn. <laughs> learn and live. Curious about what we discuss next? Join us at facebook.com forward slash live and learn podcast.